so we are in week four of the I Can't Deal With This podcast. How we doing, my guys? We back. We back. We back. What a do. So we got week four in the books now. All right. And to our millions and millions of the fans. I thought I was going to chime in, too. Oh, sorry. Oh well. Let's do it again. And to the millions and millions and millions of our fans. <laughs> I ruined it, didn't I? No, no, it was yes, awesome. You did. Um, week three, uh, we had some technical difficulties, so we skipped a week, got some rest, uh, focus on our studies and all but, that. But we're back. We're back. We're back better, better than, than ever, ever, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Week. So we got week three in the books, guys. How we feeling? How do we feel about week three? Week good. Three. Good week. Uh, got some. Got some up and coming quarterbacks. Had some blowout games. Um, it, it was definitely a week for the ages. It was a week for the ages. We're going to start Thursday night football, Titans versus Jaguars. <sighs> Titans, I'm sorry, the Titans, they look not good. And let's talk about Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota <sighs> doesn't look like he's going to be the in, the starting quarterback by the end of the season. But Jacksonville, look like Saxonville is back, baby, and Gardner Mishnew. Rookie dude, quarterback. Garner Mishnu, dude. I love the man. I love him. Um, all right. So we got Panthers versus Cardinals. See, my Panthers, we finally got a win this week. Woo-hoo. Uh their offense looked way they looked like they had more confidence. Cam it back in the past years, Cam was the offense ran through Cam, but we can tell that, you know, their offense was they looked way better. They looked way more confident. So All right, so next we got 49ers Steelers. 49ers should not have won that game. Five first-half turnovers, but somehow the the defense stayed in it. Um, And I think it's only up from here just because the 49ers offense, I think, will get better. And I think it's all uphill for here. And the NFC West is looking kind of crazy. Got the Rams 3-0, got the Seahawks 2-1. It's going to be a crazy race. Um, All right, so we got the Bills-Bengals. Bills-Bengals. I think, once again, Josh Allen playing great football. But we already know about the Bills' defense. They were number two last year. They're looking great this year. The Bengals are just the Bengals. The Bengals. <laughs> All right, so next we got the Cowboys and the Dolphins, the Dolphins. Dak is becoming a quarterback. That man, he's a grown man. I agree with Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless, if you're listening, shout out to you. Drip Bayless, my man. Drip, Drip Bayless. Looks like your Cowboys are doing well. I'm impressed. I hate the Cowboys with the passion, but you got to give credit where credit's due. Mm-hmm. All right, so next we have the Packers. We have the Broncos. The Packers secretly have been going, and they are now 3-0. and um, It's not really anything to do with Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams, he hasn't really shown up, but it's been the defense which has saved them. Um, also, the Broncos aren't good, so that's Broncos also part of it. Broncos are not good. All right, um, so next Phil we have – Phil good. Who? Phil, Phil Lindsay. Lindsay. Two, t- points. two yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, it, he was he was a monster. Um, then we have the Colts and we have the Falcons. Um, I think the Colts were just a better team than the Falcons all along. But the score looked a little bit the score looked a little bit better because the Falcons got some points in the fourth quarter. Um, Julio Jones is a grown man, and Jacoby Brissett looks like the franchise quarterback for the Colts. Yeah, I I, I personally think that Jacoby Brissett is now the franchise quarterback. And I'm really interested to see because I think this new wave of the Colts are kicking in and I think that it's gonna be it's gonna be a good ride for the Colts fans. And one more thing, he, he had that was his first game throwing over two hundred yards in the season, right? Yeah. Uh no. He had three hundred yards about Oh three hundred yards this first game? I believe, it's, I believe it's for ten, right? All right, so the game of the week, we got Ravens and we have the Chiefs. Uh not much to say here. Well there's a lot to say here, but Lamar Jackson had some crazy throws that were lucky. Oh yeah, off the going out of bounds all Back the way to foot, the other side. Yeah, it was it was wild. But Patrick, as Shannon Sharp would say, my homeboy. <laughs> he, I think he's gonna go for five thousand and fifty again. I, I heard. I think he will. I heard currently, if he if he does exactly what he's doing right now, he's on pace for for six thousand sixty touchdowns. So five thousand fifty, yeah, that sounds very doable this year. Do you think that he'll be able to keep up that pace like he has in the past? I don't see why not. He has receivers that are all running four three and better. They're gonna be burning everybody down the field. So and what is the situation right now with Tyreek Hill? 
Um, I think he's injured. Uh, he's coming back, but doesn't like the doesn't like the Chiefs. Yeah, they don't really him. need it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we have the Vikings. We we have the Raiders. Um, Raiders. The, the Raiders. So I think the Vikings. Um, I think that Dalvin Cook is Dalvin Cook's proving to be a an elite running back. Um, another 16 carries, 110 yards. Um, he leads the NFL in rushing yards um, with I think 476. Um, and he is becoming that grown man, and Dalvin Cook's becoming who we wanted him to be. Absolutely, I think, I think he was a great quarterback. He's a great quarterback, great running back coming out of Florida State. They they throw some great ones out there lately, and I think he's finally not injured. And I'm glad he's showing up because Kirk Cousins, I don't know where he at. He ain't showing up. And he's Adam, hanging out with his cousins. <laughs> and Adam, before you s- before we started the show, what was that stat that you said about? Um, running yards over pa- – uh, rushing yards over passing um, yards? Yes. So, Colts and – the Colts and the Vikings before week three were the only two teams that had more rushing – averaging more rushing yards in a game than passing yards. And and it's wild for me because the Colts, it's kind of expected because you've got an emerging quarterback, but the, the – you have Kirk Cousins, which now has, he, he yeah. he's kind of solidified himself as a franchise quarterback. Um, so next we got Patriots and we have the Jets. Yeah, Patriots Jets. Um, not really much to talk about. Patriots, you know, they said we don't need a Tony Brown. I don't think they need a Tony Brown against the Jets because you know they don't have a quarterback. We did see Jared Statham, their backup quarterback, rookie quarterback uh, from Auburn last year. He threw an interception. <laughs> 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 I think I think the Patriots. I mean, it's one of those things, kind of like the Dolphins. It, is the Patriots just that good, or do the Jets stink that bad? Um, I think the Patriots are that good, man. I'm talking about, you know, they beat the Steelers last year. I mean, last week. Beat the Jets this week. Who did they beat last week? You uh, know? I don't know. No, we don't know. Okay. So. All right. So, we have the Lions and we have the Eagles. So, what's going on? So, the Lions, like y'all said, is a good first-half team. The Eagles are in trouble, though. They have four tough games coming up against the Green Bay, Minnesota, Dallas, and Buffalo. So they're going to have to pick it up, figure out how to play with their injuries, or they're going to be in trouble. Oh, yeah. And I think, I mean, they're just now getting Alshon Jeffrey back. And before that, they had their two top wide receivers down. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. Even though Alshon Jeffrey's going to be out, um, I wonder if we're going to see uh, a healthy Alshon Jeffrey, or is he going to limp? Also, Nelson Aguilar throwing – have you seen that where he uh, – where people were throwing uh, babies, babies out window, yeah. and, the dude yeah. <laughs> and the dude's like, "We were catching them." Unlike uh, Aguilar, uh, Aguilar, <laughs> Nelson Aguilar, get your hands right. And back to the Patriots real quick. I just want to let you guys know, um, their defense let two touchdowns up. They shut the, they shut the Steelers down three points first week one. The pa- the Dolphins had zero points, and they let the Dol- the Jets get fourteen points. Their defense is looking really good. But also yeah. though, like. To me, though, that's kind of with the grain of salt because the Steelers are 0-3, the Dolphins are 0-3, and the Jets are 0-3. So, the so yeah. it, it's not like they're shutting down a uh, prolific top offense. Yeah, top um, tier but, offense. But, uh, I mean, still, though, you're still going against grown men, and so that that's still an impressive feat no but matter who you are. Like you said, Jacob, are the Patriots that good or are the people that are going against that Honestly, bad? Honestly, yeah. Um, and then we got – Giants over the Buccaneers. We have Danny Dimes who showed up. Danny, Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. <laughs> um, I think that it's I think that it's crazy um, to see how much uh, people. <laughs> it's kind of like Chris Tapp. People hated him in, in New York until he actually like showed up and played well, and then he was like, he people love him now. Um, they were 18 points down, and especially with Saquon going down in that second quarter, I, I think it could have been a huge blow. But the fact that he was still able to pick pick him back up um, and, and take out the win. He also, not only did he have uh, four touchdowns total, but he had two touchdowns rushing, and he led the team in rushing. Um, so it, w- it wasn't just a one-sided performance. And he's and he's connecting with the young receiving core in Berlin Shepard and Evan Ingram, who what that needs to happen. Just oh, to yeah. Talk oh, yeah. And uh, the Buccaneers losing, it was not any – it was not because of Mike Evans. Mike Evans, three touchdowns. That man went off. And it's it wasn't really man. for Jameis either. It was for the kicker who missed a 34-yard field goal attempt. Kickers, get your stuff together. Dude, Mike Evans, eight receptions, 190 yards, three Ooh. touchdowns. My man was balling. All right, so next game we have is we have Texans and we have the Chargers. This was the Chargers' second uh, late game 
whatever you call it, shutdown. And they, they just have to figure out to close games. I think they have potential to be a good team. They have Melvin Gordon back now. So I think they'll get it together, but they got to figure out how to close these games that they beep should close beep out. Beep. Breaking news. Breaking Melvin, news. <laughs> Melvin Gordon da has da just da been da reported da da. back to the Chargers. All right. I, I think that it's – I mean, you still got Keenan Allen, though, even though um, Chargers are kind of lackluster right now. Keenan Allen still 13 receptions, 183 yards, two touchdowns. My man's balling out, too. Um, and then <laughs> he, he's, he's playing his best game. All right, so then we have the Seahawks and the Saints. Seahawks Saints. I think this game just shows how good the Saints really are. How good our defense is. How good our offense. Uh, how good our offense is. You know, Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is just showing you why he's a top five running back. Um, you know, Teddy Bridgewater. He didn't. Do, he a little under two hundred yards on one seventy seven, but he had a really. He had a good game managing game. He didn't lose it for us. The defense they played well, and I'm just excited that I'm just excited that we didn't have any fall off since Drew Brees left. Yeah. Um, then the next game we have is we have the Rams and we have the Seahawks. Um, I think with the Rams and the Seahawks, I think that it's wild just because um, the Rams, even though they are still winning, um, they don't look good. Yeah, they, they don't, don't look as good as you would think they would. Because um, they were the best offense by far, um, but I think that they're still not looking good. The uh, the Browns are still not looking as good as everybody expected them to. Um, but the Rams are three and zero. Whether it's ugly, whether it's pretty, a win's a win. Yep, most definitely. All right. So the last game of the week is Bears over the Redskins. Bears Redskins. Uh, five turnovers. Case Case Keenum. I do understand it's that Bears defense, but I think it's time to go Dwayne Haskins. Oh, man. And week four, kind of leading into week four, you had one of the best perennial matchups. Um, if he would, if they would have changed and went into uh, went into Case Keenum. It would have been Danny Downs versus Dwayne Haskins, a little revenge game for Dwayne Haskins when I picked him at week six. All right, so uh, we transition into week four, unless you got something else that you want to add. Um, no, after we, uh, week three, we're done with that. Now, we're going to do the stupid thing. We're going to do – there are ten rookie sophomore quarterbacks that are starting this past week. We're going we're gonna to pick – we want you to pick one you thought will start a franchise with. Tony, you go first. Ten rookie oh sophomore man. quarterbacks. All right. I'm going to go with my boy Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes will start a franchise? I, wow. I was scratch. I was thinking about uh, Gardner Minshew, actually, which y'all may think wow also, but – yeah, I'm going with my boy Danny Dimes. He, you could tell he's got it. You know, he he looked very confident. He made some beautiful throws, like you said. He was targeting those young receivers. He's got potential to have some good passing yards, have some great games with Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, who are also relatively young still. Yeah. So he, I think Daniel Jones is going to be a great player for the Giants. I think he's got a great mentor in Eli Manning, who's going to be helping him along the way. But yeah, I would pick Daniel Jones. That our franchise. That's crazy. Jacob, Danny. What about you? Dimes. Um, so I am a big grit guy. Mm -hmm. Um, and so where talent, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard enough. And so I think that hard work is the the perennial quarterback position. Um, and so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Baker Mayfield. Um, and we I've talked about it on the show before, but I think the thing about Baker Mayfield is he still has that chip on his shoulder of being a walk-on, being kind of overlooked, and nobody really gives him the time of day. Even when he was the number one pick, nobody expected him to be the number one pick. Yeah. It was kind of an outlandish idea that the Browns were going to go Baker Mayfield number one. Um, and so I think to start a start a franchise, I want somebody who has a little bit of swag to him, has a little, works hard, and is going to get the job done. And, Jacob, you said the outlandish pick by the Browns. The Browns picked up Baker Mayfield one thing they said he's competitive and the second thing because he worked hard they see that in the gym yeah, yeah. and they, they see that in the weight room see that on the field they see that in the film room he's gonna be a great quarterback me i um my rookie my sophomore it's gonna be a sophomore guy i like big arm quarterbacks and i think he has one of the biggest arms in the league josh allen oh my man loves josh allen I I, 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 all you got to do is get my man a couple speed burn uh, speed speedster receivers down the field man I think Josh Allen. Who would be rip. who would be the who would be the two guys that you would want uh, for receivers for Josh Allen? If you put 
Tyreek Hill on one side and, and John, John Brown. John, John Ross on the other side. I swear. Tyreek Hill and John Ross? Just throw it down the field every time. Just <laughs> two streaks. Just throw it in the middle and one of them will come get him and go catch it. Josh Allen can run the ball too. He people, can run the ball. People sleep on his running. He's an athletic freak. Man, that, that hurdle that he had last year Against was Vikings? so nasty. It was nasty. So nasty. And I've never seen a guy that well, – I've never seen a quarterback – Except Cam. Cam did it a lot in 2011, 2012. Give that but, boy his credit. Um, Josh Allen, like, if he sees a, he, he's a linebacker or a running, uh, corner, he will lower his shoulder. That's crazy for a quarterback. See, but to he me, will, though, that, that could be his downfall. Yeah. Um, it because be the thing about it is Cam did it. Cam's kind of – Cam's banged body's kind of banged up now. Andrew Luck, Andrew did, Luck it. did it. Where's he now at? where he's at. And then Josh Allen, I mean, experience is your best kind of – Learning factor, but um, you gotta you gotta kind of duck, slide, get out of bounds, whatever you need to do. Um, I know that people love to see that, like lower his shoulder, but to me, it's like I would much rather have a healthy quarterback who just does the smart thing, or over the banged up quarterback who's trying to do that gritty thing. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And (laughs) try to run over somebody for two more yards. That's well, two more yards. Cam's to get did y'all see that run Cam had a couple years ago against the Falcons? Well, he dragged the he Falcons dragged defense. He dragged the whole defense. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't the whole defense. <laughs> no, it was the whole defense, man. All 11. <laughs> All 11. All 11. I think it was a fan in there, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, week four, big game. All right, let's do it. All right, so I'm going to start us out. Um, my big game of the week is the Ravens and Browns. Um, I think that that's a – Two, like you said, two sophomore quarterbacks, um, two really good emerging quarterbacks. Um, I really want the Browns to kick it into high gear. I really want the Browns to do well, but um, is is it going to be enough? Um, Lamar Jackson, even though he came up short against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, he still looked pretty good. Um, I think the Ravens are kind of getting back to that their roots of last year of kind of a run-heavy offense. Um, and so I think if they can combine the run-heaviness with also the passing, prolific passer that I think Lamar Jackson can be, I think that you'll be in good shape. Absolutely. I think I think that the Browns are not looking good. They, they have a lot of distractions in the locker room, I feel. And, you know, their defense looks good. The offense does not look good. I think the Ravens' offense and defense look good. And I think I think they absolutely will win this game as well. All right, buddy, what about you? Um, this may not be a big game that – for, you know, people, but I'm going with the Panthers and the Texans. Okay, okay. If people haven't realized, the Panthers' defense is kind of slept on. They're third in the league in sacks. They have the second-best pass defense right now. So, I mean, and Houston's offensive line hasn't been able to protect Deshaun Watson all year. So, I think the Panthers, I think we're going to see a lot of blitzes. Well, not even blitzes, but just, you know, just we're going to hit Deshaun Watson a lot. And I think we're just going to take them out of the game early. I think the Panthers will win this one. Yeah, definitely. I think the Panthers, they got eight sacks against um, Lamar last week. Not Lamar, I'm sorry. Against Kyler Murray last week. I think they're ready. They know what they can do. They can do. Brian Burns, the rookie, the rookie, he looked really, really good. And I think he, I think they're going to hit uh, Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Watson a lot. I, I think that it will be a good game. Um I do have one question for as a as a Panthers fan. How well does that that backup quarterback that y'all have? How well does he have to do in order to kind of solidify that he is he is Cam's replacement? The, if he wins all the games, does he start over Cam or is Cam kind of untouchable? I mean, you still Cam is what 30 years old, I think. Um, so 29, he 30, yeah. tw- yeah. 29, 30, somewhere in there. So he's not by any means uh, Tom Brady, an old quarterback. But, I mean, in recent years, he hasn't played his best football since that MVP campaign. Um, and so where, as a Panthers fan, where does that do – you, do you take this backup quarterback as kind of a grain of salt, even though he looked good? I, I mean, I could definitely see him taking Cam's place, overtaking that starting position from him. Cam's – like Cam's been in the hot seat for a minute now. Um, he he just hasn't looked confident all year. Yeah. Kyle Allen came out, played with a ton of confidence. I think the coaches know. I think North Turner has to notice that. Yeah. There's no way he doesn't see that. 
So, I mean, I I love Cam, my favorite player, but you know, his he's got to, you know, reevaluate himself, figure out who he is, try to pick up his passing. I mean, I don't it's hard. I mean, but I think Kyle Allen, if he continues the way he's playing, we're going to have to I don't know. I it's, it's I, I think that it'll be interesting to watch because I think what possibly could happen is the same thing that happened with my boy Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick where if cuz Colin Kaepernick did really well and then Alex Smith was out of job even though he had just led them to a NFC national or NFC national championship <laughs> NFC cha- <laughs> <laughs> NFC championship um and so I think that it will be interesting to watch um because Alex Smith was not playing bad by any means mm-hmm. uh, but Colin Kaepernick was the hot hand and yeah. Jim Harbaugh saw that um, so, Adam, what about your uh, Saints-Cowboys game? Um, Saints-Cowboys, I think this is the first test. It's not the big test. It's not a Drew Brees test, like Shannon Sharp was saying on Undisputed a couple days ago. This is not a Drew Brees test that they're going to face, but it's going to be a test. You know, our offense is still a top offense in the league. You know, um, they've played against the Redskins, the Giants, and the Dolphins. They haven't played anyone good. They haven't played a good quarterback. I don't think they're go- still going to play a – uh, elite quarterback either, but they're still playing a elite running back, an elite receiver, they and they're playing a defense that's pretty good as well. You know what I mean? I think, I think. Yeah, I think. I think, I think the Saints got this. We're gonna be in the dome, you know, so the fans are gonna be rolling and rocking, rocking Ro- and rolling, rolling and rocking. You no, know, who that? Who that? I I think that it will be interesting to see because I like you said I think this will be the biggest test so far of. Are how well are they going to be adept without Drew Brees? All right. Teddy Bridgewater had an inspiring post-game locker room talk. Uh, no, <laughs> Drew Brees, we need you back for our pre-game, <laughs> post-game talk because. Hey guys. Uh, hey guys. Uh, no, get out the locker room. We did good. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't wait. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna, it's gonna be a good game. Last year it was a defensive battle, like 13-10, and I definitely think this is gonna be a good game this year. So my the next game I have is the Chiefs and this Lions game, which Adam said earlier it's a big armed quarterback versus a big armed quarterback. Um, the bazookas, the not, bazookas. There's not really much to <laughs> talk about here. The Lions, I mean, the Lions are a hot team at least starting first up half. the game first yeah. half, but the Chiefs are capable of finishing teams in one quarter. So I think the Lions will come out with an early lead, but the Chiefs are gonna take it from the rest of the way. Yeah, and I think. The same way that the Warriors can beat somebody in the third quarter, it's the same capability for the Chiefs. It, like Buddy said, in one quarter, I mean, you saw it against um, – it wasn't the Ravens, but it was the week uh, before that. Raiders. At the Raiders, yeah. yeah, where Patrick Mahomes scored all four touchdowns in in the second quarter alone. Um, and so I think that they have that capability, but is it going to be – is it going to be shown? And li- Yeah, and the Lions – they're undefeated, kind of, sort of. They're two, they're two, oh, and one, and we're gonna see. It's a half. Uh, it's a half. It's a two and a half. Um, um, I think the Lions, they're gonna be good. I, I like their defense. Their defense has been playing well against some good offenses this year, but I think Patrick Mahomes, that man's a different breed. He's a he's a oh quarterback. Yeah. He, and I think it's gonna be. I think the Chiefs got this by a big one. Yeah. Um, so I think that one of my games of the week uh, to watch for is the Colts Raiders game. Um, I think that the Colts, um, for me, it's going to be another step in the right direction, another way in which they're going to solidify. Jacoby Brissett is going to solidify his role among um, quarterbacks and starting quarterbacks, and he's not just somebody's backup anymore. He's he is the guy. He's the franchise um, quarterback. Yeah, he's and, the quarterback. and I think that I, I saw him the Pat McAfee show, I think that he is becoming that leader that everybody needs him to be. Um, he's not – even when last year when he was a um, backup, he wasn't being – when they got up back to that one and four start, mm-hmm. um, he's he was the one who called that players-only meeting, and just regular backups don't do that. Yeah, so yeah, that, that's exactly. showing leadership quality that I think – is going to be translate into wins and success for the Colts. Yeah, and a couple of years ago when the Colts traded for Jacoby Brissett, um, you, you know I didn't expect much. I was like, why are they trading for this guy? But I think the, I think the Colts have won this trade, and you know I believe he was in the draft with Jared Goff and Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz, and he's looking like he's up there with them. 
Uh, next game for me, I believe, is the. Oh, you prepared, Adam. Bills, 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 Patriots. <laughs> Bills, Patriots. I think Josh Allen. I really think. I really, really think the Bills are gonna. They're gonna be the heir to the AFC East. So you're team. saying they're gonna shock the world? I think, gonna, I think. I don't know about shocking the world. I think this is gonna be the do Patriots' big test, real first real test against a good defense. So we're gonna see how good Tom Brady really is, and I think Josh Allen. We're gonna see how good he really is against a Patriots and a Bill Belichick's defense. And I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a really good game. I think that this like you said, I think this will be the first big test for the Patriots defense because as we talked about before, um, the, the Steelers were just kind of getting getting going. They didn't really have much. The Dolphins the, zero the Dolphins points. zero points um, and the Jets, they didn't they, they got don't 14 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and I mean, you got Lev Bell, but Lev Bell is kind of like that's the only real bright spot right now and until Sam Darnold gets back. So this is going to be the first test where you have Josh Allen and, and quite a few others. Yeah. Would you say we're we're going to see how good Tom Brady really is? We're going to see how good Tom Brady really is this season. Does he have anything I'm else oh. to prove? Uh, no, he doesn't. Six Super Bowl rings, yeah. <laughs> One for each finger on his hand and for his Not pinky toe. I understand what you mean. We're, <laughs> we're this is this is going to be his first test this year. His first actual test this year. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so the next thing we got is the spread of the week. Um, so right now um, we are still at one and one um, just because the third week did not air because of technical difficulties. Technical so difficulties. me, me and Adam are one and one old Gabe over there. He is at oh and two. Yeah. So sadly, sadly, sadly. But for my pick of the week, I'm going with I'm going with the Ravens over the Browns. Um, I think the reason why is I just don't believe in the Browns right now, even though I want them to be good so bad. I think that the Ravens, it's a six-and-a-half-point spread. I think that they got it. I think they do as well. Like like you said, like you said, that Browns team is not looking good. Their defense is looking good, uh, but their offense is looking not so good. Um, Yeah. I have the Giants and the Redskins this week. Uh, I really wanted to – I really wanted to um I really wanted to see Dwayne Haskins Danny Dimes, but we're not gonna see it. It's fine. I do think that the Giants I think they have this one. Don't believe in the Redskins. I think Case Keenum's gonna have a really bad game. I think next week, uh, we're gonna see number seven play. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing number seven play. But for this week I'm going with the Colts and the Raiders. The Colts are a six and a half point favorite over the Raiders. Like y'all said, Jacoby Brissett. He's already proving to be have the potential to be a great leader, and yeah, I'm taking the Colts over the Raiders. Yeah, more to say. Yeah, the Colts, the Raiders, the Raiders. They, they don't look too good. They look. I, we thought they were going to be a good playoff team with Antonio Brown, but we saw how that went. <laughs> so I, I actually want to hear. We we actually didn't discuss this, but I want to hear whether you think Antonio Brown's ever going to play in the NFL again. What do you think, bud? I don't think he will. I he I think teams are going to it's going to be like by the time he has a chance to come back or wants to come back, everybody's already going to have like, you know, their set thing of what they want to do. Um but yeah, I ju- I can't see him playing again. I don't think teams teams are going to want him. He's talented, but I just don't I think he's too much of a problem now. I think he's too much of a problem as well. Um, something he attacked Robert Kraft about the about the uh, prostitute prostitution ring, sex trafficking ring in uh, Miami or whatever like that. Um, and everyone knows the two big owners of the third two owners of that boys club is Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft. Yeah. And when you attack, it's kind of a thing. It's an ally thing. You attack Robert Kraft, you're kind of attacking the rest of the owners. And the rest of the owners. They're not going to be on Antonio Brown's side because it might look to Robert Kraft that, oh, you're against me. You're picking up Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, he went to court today, not even for the two rape accusations he had on him. He had some a couple years ago when he had a tensor tantrum and destroyed a $35,000 um, like apartment. He was throwing, I believe he was throwing furniture off a 14-story, uh, like, apartment building and like 
like with human beings down there, like at the pool, also like you throwing like furniture out. Like are we talking about couches? Because if he's picking up and throwing couches uh, <laughs> off a balcony, <laughs> <laughs> somebody needs to check this man for roids. So you would go with no that he's not going. Yeah, again. yeah. That reminds me of when Conor McGregor threw that dolly through to the bus window. Yeah, yeah so but I, we're talking about we're talking about like couch. Are you throwing it? Like or at the pool where like people thought the parents were trying to sue him for endangering like a one year old or whatever like that and he's just a big mess. I don't think anyone's ever gonna touch him. But I Mr. McMahon, WWE is, is coming out with XFL. I say Antonio Brown's FX X that would be XFL wild. That MVP. Would be wild. <laughs> yes, that would be wild. I'm actually gonna gonna go with yes. Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna break the mold and the reason why is because even though even though Antonio Brown has character issues, I think that People still are going to see him as a talent, mm-hmm. um, and I think that he's going to be. I think that somehow, some way, he. I think Antonio Brown in the end is going to be about money, and he's going to come back to the NFL, and he's going to get a still a decent seven to ten million dollar contract um, if he comes back. And I think that he can't turn down that money mm-hmm. um, because I think Antonio Brown, if nothing else, I think is a really good businessman. Um, and so I think that he'll be the guy in which will come back. Even though he's not the best team guy, I think that he'll come back. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll see. I don't think he'll play anymore this year. Oh, no. I don't think so this year. But I think once he realizes that he only made $100,000, he'll be like, yeah, let me get let me get a quick meal. Yeah, he's playing this lavish. He's, he's doing this lavish lifestyle, and all that money is going to turn out pretty soon. He'll yeah. be like, uh, yeah, who likes Lonson? <laughs> Delonte West. He's, he's yeah. Oh, you hate. <laughs> oh, man. Delonte pray, West. Prayers up to Delonte West, man. Tease and tease. Yeah, y'all got to help that man. But he, he is getting – he's 30, right? I believe he has 31, I believe. 31. He is getting up there in age. So if he's going to come back, he – what, is 31? Yeah, 31 is a little up there. But it yeah. is a little up there, but it's still not like a deal breaker. If, if he's 36, like – Oh, I'm gonna try to come back. Uh, <laughs> I would be like, nah. nah. <laughs> but 31's still an age where like he can still be productive. He can still like he can still have a really good season. Now, maybe not an MVP like uh, wide receiver, wide receiver one, wide receiver two um, of the league. But I think he'll he can still be a top ten wide receiver in my opinion. Absolutely, absolutely. He looked good against that the Dolphins. I mean, it's the Dolphins, but he still looked good and nimble and stuff. Uh, speaking of Delonte West in the NBA, the NBA preseason is coming up, guys, and we have a plethora. Nice word, Adam. Nice word. Plethora. SATs. Think uh, three syllables. Yeah. <laughs> Two more than what we usually use. Plethora. <laughs> uh, plethora. Um, yep, three syllables. NBA, we have a plethora of duos this year. You know what I mean? So uh, right now we're going to talk about the, d- the top duos in the league and which one who you would go. Um, buddy, start off with you. What's the top duo you think is going to be really just work so well together? They can get the team. They're going to get their team to the playoffs. Maybe not the the conference finals or the finals, but they're just going to look good this year, and they're going to be the it duo. I'm going with Kevin Durant and Kyrie. Mm. Okay. See, okay. Kyrie's never really played with someone he got along with well. You know. Yeah. Kyrie and KD are better friends than Kyrie and LeBron were. Now, LeBron is LeBron was pretty much the point guard for the Cavs. But, I mean, Ka- KD, I mean, imagine tearing your Achilles and still having every single team in the NBA want you. Yeah. That's how good Kevin Durant is. And Kyrie is probably one of the most unstoppable players in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Just his handle is insane, along with the seven-foot monster. And people forget that they have Karis LeVert, Spencer Didwinnie, and uh, DeAndre Jordan at the five, yeah. plus Jared Allen. Exactly. So they have a solid team. Once KD comes back, they're going to be a team direct to be a force with in the easy East. The easy I East. Think, I think that it's going to be interesting to see Kyrie because, I mean, there were so many Celtics players who kind of came out, and he was a, Kyrie was such a toxic person. Um, and so – and a toxic leader, not that good of a leader. Um, and so it will be interesting to see on the Nets – because he's not maybe that number one guy anymore, um, let's. It would be interesting to see if he has that that leadership quality. That because he is now the veteran on that team. Yeah, and he won't have to be a leader. He he can be the number two and do his thing. KD will be the leader of that team. That's gonna be KD's team. But is KD 
that good of a leader, yeah, though? That is true. Uh, none of them, both of them, both of them are really not good leaders. Yeah. <laughs> and both of them are not good leaders, but they're really, really, really good players. Both of them are very thin-skinned. They don't have thick skin. Things get to them. Um, but you know, because me personally, I'm just worried that if somehow, some way, both of them are healthy and they're still not winning, then both of them are kind of gonna be gonna get frustrated with w- one another, with teammates, with coaches, something like that. Oh no, no, no! They're gonna they're gonna win because both of those guys could drop thirty a night if they wanted to, and the the Nets they didn't make the playoffs last year. All they really lost was D'Lo, and they gained DeAndre. Uh, they gained DeAndre Jordan defensively and, you know, put, like, dunks and stuff. He's going to be great. And I just think the Nets are going to be good. It's the easy East. They're going to – of course, they're yeah. going to be good. <laughs> All right. So, Adam, who is your duo in um, the NBA? Mine is going to be – I'm going to say Kawhi Paul George. Not because I think they're the, the best duo, but they're surrounded by the best team. Mm. Like, Ka- Kawhi, I think he's a top five player coming to the NBA. Paul George, I think he's a top ten player coming to the NBA. I think both of them are top five defensive players. Paul George, I mean Paul George, Patrick Beverly is a is a top five defensive player. I think that Kawhi and Paul Paul George and Lou Williams are all top ten scorers. And we're not talking about Landry Shamit, who's I th- is a great three point shooter, great three point shooter. Um, then we talk about Montrezl Harrell. We got Zubac. The team is just so good. They made the playoffs last year. They lost shy in the in the trade for Paul George, but it's just going to be such a good team. I think that Kawhi, his ego is not too big. I don't think Paul George's ego is too big. I think they're going to work very well together. I think they're going to play very good defense. They're going to score together, um, and they just they're just so good. And I think they're going to be the team that we're going to have to beat to in the West next year to make the finals. Yeah. Um, so my duo, I think I'm a big team guy, um, and so I'm not gonna go with probably the probably the most prolific and pro off pro offensive minded people, um, but I'm gonna go with Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. Um, I think that they've been playing with each other for years. They have chemistry, and to me, in basketball, you have to have chemistry with your teammates. You have to like one another uh, because it's a team sport, um, and so I think. C.J. McCollum, um, C.J. McCollum, Dame Dollar, um, I think that they're going to be in good shape. Um, I think that you could have went Steph, Clay, um, because both of them have been playing together and they have that chemistry like Dame and and C.J. McCollum. But I think personally, I think that Clay might take a step back for this year just because of the injury. And I don't know if he'll get back to the way he was. Um, but I know Dame Dollar and CJ McCollum will be lethal. The question I have with Dame and CJ though is um, they're they both had problems in the playoffs with <coughs> not playing up to the way they play in the regular season. So I mean Damian Lillard he did hit that shot against the Rockets a few years back and he hit that shot against the Thunder this do, year. Dude. But Dame Dame went off against Russell Westbrook and the Thunder this past season. He didn't do he didn't play that well against the Nuggets and he didn't play that well against the Rockets the Warriors either. So but I know I do know what you mean. I know what you mean, yeah. And I they they have Hassan Whiteside now, so that'll be a better defensive presence in the paint. But I think I think they'll do well. I think Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, they both have potential to average twenty five plus points in the season. So they're they're a great duo. I think they'll they'll do well this year. I do think they'll do well. A couple more duos this year. We got Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I think they're it. Um, I, I do. I know I just say Kawhi and Paul George, but if they just get a little mature, I think they're going to be amazing. I think this European duo and uh, KP and Luca, they're going to be really good. Um, you got to forget KP was it in New York. I think he'll be it in Dallas as well with Luca. Um, any more duos, you guys? No. Um, DeAndre Drummond and Blake Griffin is a very underrated duo. Oh yeah, Blake Griffin, his his shooting has improved so much. I think the best thing that happened was him traded getting traded to Detroit. Yeah, I think he's a way more complete player now. He's not just a dunker. Andre Drummond is probably the most underrated center in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I mean, this man's gonna be top ten all time in rebounds when it's all said and done. Oh, I believe. Ab- 
absolutely. I think Jason Tatum's gonna come out this year because he doesn't have uh, old mean Kyrie <laughs> be staring up across <laughs> the across yeah. the way. Um, yeah, I think Clay and Curry. I think they're both. I think when Clay comes back in the playoffs, I think they're gonna be nasty. Let's talk about Russ and James Harden for a second. How do y'all think that's gonna work? I actually think it's gonna work out really well. I feel like they'll. I feel like they'll actually get along with one another. And even though both of them are really good scorers, I think that somehow, some way, Russ will kind of – I feel like Russ is right now is feeling the pressures of wanting to get a championship. And so if that means, James Harden, you kind of take control of this team and I'll help you any way I can, I feel like that's going to be have to be what Russ is. Um, because I don't think that Russ is a better player than James Harden. Um, and I think that Russ knows that he's not – He's not a better scorer than James Harden. Um, so it's James Harden's team. <laughs> Russ is just living in it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, all right. So I'll route Mount Rushmore this week. We had a good one last week, but technical difficulties. Uh, you won't be hearing it. This week, we're going to have top plays from 2010 to the present. Uh, we're going to do top four plays, all of us. We're not going to do drafts anymore. Uh, we're not going to do drafts anymore. Um but yeah, but we're gonna. So my top play, my my top play, will, my first play was gonna be Jadavion Clowney's big hit uh, against Missouri. Oh, a classic! That, that a classic. That dude's helmet off. That was crazy. And if people don't know the play before, you know Missouri, they were short for a first down, and the ref still gave it to them. Yeah. And Jadavion Clowney was like, uh, no. And the guard he tackled didn't touch Jadavion Clowney, and. Their poor little running back paid so much for it. Um, my second play, I'm going to do that Villanova buzzer beater against North Carolina. Mm, shot me right in the heart, Murray. North Carolina, they 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 just had a double clutch shot on uh, on the other side of the court. And I just think it was crazy that they just literally came down, passed to my man, shot it, wet. Just, it was crazy. Villanova, that's, I think that was their first. Um, out of the two, they won, and I just just it's gonna be a shot that's gonna be crazy. People don't give the shot its credit, but it was an awesome shot. Yeah, yeah, it was really nice. Are we only doing no, two? No, I want you to do. Okay. Um. So the Stephen Curry shot against the Thunder was my third one. Like, like most teams in that most teams in that situation, they definitely would have just called a timeout and done an inbound play. But no, Steph Curry said, "Steve, I got this. Everybody hold my beer. Hold my beer. <laughs> Everyone, get out of the way. <laughs> let, have, let me live." Yeah, and Russell Westbrook, not thinking that Steph would shoot from thirty-seven feet, just drop back, which any great defender would to get ready. And Steph was like, "This is where you messed up," and just splashed it. And I just – that's just one of the greatest ever. I think that's what really started Steph to becoming, like, the MV, the, two, the back-to-back MVP, the three-time NBA champ. And yeah. Yeah. I think my fourth play and – my fourth play, and I'm going to say this. Um, I'm going to say this because I hate that the Patriots got it. But Malcolm Butler against the Seahawks last year, everybody heart dropped. Everybody heart – like – how that uh, how that interception? Did you say see Malcolm Butler versus the Seahawks? Yes, not last year. Oh, okay. that was a couple of years. That was a couple ago. years ago. My bad. But but that was just crazy how he just and honestly, I always think it seemed like the Patriots knew what was going on. Like, come on, Patriots, how y'all know that was happening? You know what I mean? Uh, y'all a little spot game again? Uh, no, probably not. But Malcolm Butler, he definitely um, that's just a really great play. Uh, and a bad bad play call. Oh yeah, bad play call. Give it to Marshawn. Give it to Skittles. Give <laughs> give it to Skittles. <laughs> All right. So my first one, um, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Rashawn McCoy's walk off punt return touchdown. Okay. Um, I think this Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. I always get them mixed up. I don't know yeah. why. Um, but I think that Deshaun Jackson's punt return touchdown. It was. I mean, it was a game winner. Um, and so that that shock factor, but also it was such a good punt return to begin with. Um, he, he's such an elusive 
he's such an elusive wide receiver um, that you can't really stop him. Um, my number two pick, um, I'm going with the catch, the OBJ catch. OBJ, OBJ catch. Oh, OBJ catch. Um, you can't overlook that. Got, got pass interference on one hand, just reaches up like <laughs> literally a foot and a half behind his back. And with just brings three it fingers. in. Yeah, with three fingers. These three fingers right I've here. never <laughs> seen somebody get catapulted into stardom so quickly as that catch did. That was, and that was his rookie season. Yeah. That was like. And didn't he only play 10 games? He only, uh, he only played 12 games, and he got, I believe, 1,200 yards that season. Dude, that's he wild. Just, he was just crazy without that in, Without injuries, he could be like all-time yards. Bro. Yeah, definitely. He could be on pace to beat. Jerry Rice is 22,000, but... Oh, yeah. Right. What you got next? Um, so, uh, my next one is, even though it happened to my Cubs, I have to go with the Game 7. That's the best Game 7 of all time. My Cubs are up by two runs. Then Rajay Davis steps up to the plate with the man on first. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> that kind of scared me. But Rajay Davis hits a two-run home run to left field off of Roldis Chapman which at that time was the best closer in the game, who we traded Gliber Torres for, which is a <laughs> star <to laughs> which is a star right now for the New York Yankees. But we traded him on a one-year deal that he signed <laughs> back with the Yankees. Calm down, but Jacob. Calm down. It's okay. It's okay. But the main thing is, is that that was just a moment in which the world stood still of, like, everybody had thought that it was like, oh, this is the Cubs' time. This is the Cubs' time. And then Rajay Davis has to ruin it for all of us. I thought the game was over, but thankfully, God sent in a prayer. God rained us out for <laughs> 20 minutes. So Jason Hayward, God bless his soul, he can call a players-only meeting and like, hey, guys, what are we doing? <laughs> so, um, and, then, and then my last one, I'm actually going to go off the wall. I'm going to go pretty, pretty close. Um, I'm going to go with the Danny Amendola double clutch. Danny Amendola double clutch. In Super Bowl with the Falcons? Was that Danny Amendola or Julian Edelman? I think that was Edelman. I what, what, explain the play? Who's where, where there were like three Falcons defenders, and he like dives for the ball, and you think oh that yeah, it's – Oh, Julian yeah, Edelman. Yeah, yeah. That yes, was yes, Julian yes. Edelman. Okay. Yeah. All white receivers kind of remind me of each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so I think that that was just a monumental play in the impact that it had on the game. I think that – with that play, it was the turning point of the game in which after that they kind of – the Patriots went on a, uh, on a run. Um, and I think that without that play, momentum kind of would have stagnated, honestly. Um, and the play itself where he, he is literally six inches from the ball, lets it go, and catches it again yeah. while – while diving, tackled, while <laughs> while there were like yeah. three, four Falcons around him, I think that it was outstanding. I think the Patriots cheated. I think there was a magnet in his glove, and a magnet. Oh, involved. magnet! Yep, I think they cheated. Do, do mag do magnets subtract leather? Yeah, uh, they do. <laughs> the the <laughs> science <laughs> wizard. <laughs> it was it was it was it was a magnet in the leather. It was metal in the leather. The leather. Yo, forget Rajay Davis. Rajay Davis never has done anything since then. <laughs> I don't. Th I think he's retired now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. What's about your Mount Rushmore? My first play. Blocked by James. <laughs> oh, the that's 2016 a NBA Finals. That block was probably one of the best blocks of all time. Oh, uh, absolutely. LeBron put that team on his back. He led Cleveland to a championship. They had been in a Cleveland had been in a drought for I don't know how many I believe years. Like 50, 60 years without a championship. Yeah, yeah. LeBron. LeBron put that city on his back. He he blocked Andre Iguodala. He I don't know if y'all saw, he got he got from one side to the other side in like a split second. Yeah. It was And just not insane. only does he like block it, he also like blocks it out of the way of the basket. And so no, it, there's no possible way in which cuz he blocks it off the board, but if you just block it off the board, it honestly could go into the the net, but he blocked it the other way and stopped the momentum of the ball. I think and it was impressive. Lots of people say Kyrie hit that shot, but that block is definitely the play of the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My next play is Chris Davis's 109-yard return against Alabama in the Iron Bowl. Oh, that's oh, a, that's good, a good, good one. one. <laughs> that's just, like every time I see that play, it's just like chills. makes me – like, yeah, it gives me chills. I was, at my, I was at my aunt and uncle's house, 
And I remember seeing that play, and I was like, no way. No way. No way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was – it's just an insane play. He, I, I'm surprised at how he stayed in bounds. He had good bounds in that run, but that's that was just an insane play. It was a great and play. And then, uh, if I'm not mistaken, so that got him to the SEC championship. Oh, yeah. And then the next game was the time in which they – yeah, they knocked the ball up, and then it hit Georgia. It, and then yeah, they, then the yeah. Like, oh, the ball's in my head. He <laughs> runs. <laughs> oh, ball. Ball, yeah. <laughs> Touchdown. Yeah. Dude, that was, an, that was just an insane Auburn season where and it had to be the luckiest. And Auburn didn't even win the national championship. Yes. <laughs> they lost yeah. at those two plays. All right. My next one is this was the 2013 NBA Finals, I believe. Mm-hmm. Ray Allen hit oh, the that's one of the good greatest one. shots of all time. Rebound, rebound See, from Bosch. Pass, pass to Allen. Bang! Bang! <laughs> See, LeBron had shot the three. Missed. But, and if y'all don't know, Tim Duncan was out of the game at the time. The Spurs' best rebounder was out of the game. I think if Tim Duncan had been in there, he would have gotten that rebound and ended that series. But Chris Bosch was able to get it, pass it back out to Ray Allen, shoot the shot. I just want y'all to know. Bang! I just want y'all to know. I had money on the Spurs, and so when that happened, <laughs> I I got so sad. <laughs> and then they end up like the Spurs end up losing the series. Yeah. I was so I was like, we had what was it? Two point five seconds. Yeah. All we needed was two point five seconds, yeah. and I loved the Spurs to begin. And with, a lot of people so. think that that shot by Ray Allen literally might like started LeBron's legacy f- to win championships. And he never looked back after that. I got one more, right? Yep. All right. A lot of y'all know I'm a D-Rose fan. <laughs> this isn't really a play. This is like a moment. But, you know, Derrick Rose's 50-point game. Yeah. Like, y'all can't, like, with Vimbo. after that game, like, there's no question about his resiliency, his love for basketball, his grit, his grind, and just everything he's, like, there's not a fan I know that hates Derrick Rose. Like, Derrick Rose is one of the most – Loved players, so that is my last one on my Mount Rushmore. I just think I it's crazy, yeah. I think that I'm going to change my fourth one from the uh, Julian Edelman catch. I'm going to go with the Andre Drummond dunk over Brandon Knight. Uh, 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 DeAndre Jordan. What did I say? You said DeAndre Jordan. Dang it. <laughs> Who the <laughs> hell was DeAndre Jordan? <laughs> no, I th- whatever. So DeAndre Jordan over – Brandon Knight, um, probably the uh, honestly to me what post like posterize the poster of the 2010s is that uh, yes. in my opinion and this and like that's like the that's like the play just to that's the play th- people think about when we talk we talk about Rob City like Rob City is amazing another play we didn't talk about Aaron Rodgers um, any of his hail marys oh dude. Man, I remember seeing I remember seeing the the one where the Cardinals where he ties it and then Larry Fitzgerald comes down the field and is like That's another great play. Larry Fitzgerald Boom. Larry Fitzgerald like do not forget about your boy. No, oh, but the one the one at the Lions the on the Thanksgiving Lions. Yeah. where it was the nation no was way. Watching. No yeah. way. And the thing that people don't know is that he the game was over before that, but the guy ended up getting a face mask, um, and so they gave him 15 more yards yeah. and got him to the 50. Um, another great play, Jermaine Curse, right before the Malcolm Butler interception. He caught the ball, juggled between his legs like 15 times, and he brought it inside, and that was a catch. Um, I don't know if that would be a catch <laughs> today. <laughs> um, not, not, not many people give this guy credit, but Tim Lincecum in the World Series, mm-hmm. um, I think he was 3-0. and um, during the whole World Series, and then he ended up on two days rest, um, coming in and getting the last three outs yeah. of the. Uh, I think it was Game Seven. Yeah, I think it was Game Seven of the Giants. The Giants dynasty, like it's a far-fetched idea now, but the Giants dynasty was scary. Yeah. And so it was like it was either evens or odds, and so when it was the 2016 season, and it was like the Cubs were supposed to be as good as they were, I was like, oh man. <laughs> We got the Giants on an odd year. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna lose, <laughs> even um, though the Giants weren't that good. Derek Jeter's last last game where he does a where uh, he has that walk off single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's crazy. Well, honestly, Derek Jeter's three thousandth hit where so. he hits a home run. Yeah. Where I mean, 
that was incredible. Um, Barry Bonds, I know that we're going back a little bit, but Barry Bonds is home run to break um, uh, Willie Mays record. Um, that that was a incredible. No, it's not Willie Mays. It's Hank Aaron. My bad. Um, but that was incredible. Um, there's so many. There's so many baseball moments that I love. One more football one. The beast quake. The oh, beast quake run. Yeah. That, that was, was that? 2010. Yeah. Yeah, th- yeah. Oh, that was a good one. That was 2010. Um, Marshawn Lynch, one of my favorite characters of all time. He is one of my favorite characters as well. All right, so today in history, speaking about history, 2010, it's Will Smith's birthday. Whoop, 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 whoop. Happy Will's birthday to you. Happy ya. birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. 51 years old. Oh, 51 years old. 51. That may not look 51. Do y'all have any like special birthdays that are on your birthday? Um, I know J.J. Watt, Thomas Davis have my birthday, March 22nd. I have Michael Jordan on my birthday. Michael Jordan? Really? Yeah. Like oh, that's February. Fly like a gal. That Michael Jordan? No, the the my what? <laughs> no, that's the, the Michael Jordan. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right, all right, The man, the myth, the legend. The man, the myth, the legend. But, so, so what are some of y'all, so we got the Will, Will Smith. Smith. What's y- some of y'all's greatest. favorite Will Bro, Smith movies? I Am Legend is a great movie. Um, it's like a zombie apocalypse movie, and it's kind of <laughs> scary. My mom said she, she watched that in court, like, <laughs> before. She had to, like, wait because court, it takes a long time to yeah. see who gets decided. And she said that it, she watched that whole thing while in the waiting room. A, honestly, I think it's, like, an hour long. It's not a long movie. Yeah. It's not that long. Yeah, no, no, no. But it's a really sad movie. He, he loses literally everything. Spoilers. Yeah, honestly, you deserve to get it spoiled. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. At, at four, like at four years, you're like, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> honestly, right now for Avengers, it's yeah. like, what uh, have you been God. doing? <laughs> yeah, Iron Man dies. Okay, whoop de doo. Um, back to oh, oh my <laughs> gosh, <laughs> my boy <laughs> just oh, drops I mean, it. Yeah, you had to, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, if if you have not seen Endgame. Get under for rock. If you need money, please call me. I will cash up you some money so you can don't, watch the game. Don't say that because somebody's going to be like, oh, oh can I, I get $10? Because I have <laughs> yeah. Now, one of my favorite Will Smith movies is Hancock. Hancock. It's pretty much movie, yeah. a black Superman movie. Like, mm-hmm. it's just <laughs> it's just a funny movie. It's, it's funny crazy. He's drunk. He's like sleeping with women all the time. <laughs> it's just an amazing movie, yeah. Um, so my, one, my favorite one um, is actually a little bit off the wall. Um, I love him in Suicide Squad as Deadshot. Oh, I love him. I, love um, him. I think that he was phenomenal. I didn't really like Suicide Squad much as a whole movie, but I thought that Will Smith was brilliant in it. Um, him and um, what's what's the girl's name? Um, Harley. Harley. Yeah, Quinn? I don't know. I don't Margot know what Robbie? her actual name is. Margot Robbie. Yeah, she was really good too. Um, Margot Robbie's another girl that you need to hit my line. Yeah, hit, hit my boy's line. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Gabe Dot Hoff or what? <laughs> I think Ali. I think I've never seen a person jump into another person's like character and just kill it. Like, like I didn't like when I saw that movie. I didn't think I was seeing Ali. I mean, Will Smith. I thought I was watching Muhammad Ali. He just yeah. sounded like him. He moved like him in the ring. Like I'm like, man, like. Will Smith is the greatest actor ever. If he can pull this role off, and he did it great, and I'm never, it's just awesome. I don't, y'all know uh, the movie that's coming out, Gemini Man. Gemini oh, Man, oh dude, that's I think be that good. that's a good one. I think that's a good one. Before we get to Gemini Man, I really liked him in Pursuit of Happiness. Pursuit of Happiness is a great movie, it, dude. You talking story, about like yeah. rags to riches, American dream type story? I mean, it, it coming from living in the bathroom to kind of go, kind of the glow up that he that he experienced. I loved him. I love Pursuit of Happiness. I I think that it was very inspirational of just kind of like w- how hard you work. Yeah, and another thing is, another Will Smith jumped into another character, another man character. That's based on a true story, man. And yeah. It's just the fact that he just played it so well. A lot of lot of heartfelt moments where you want to cry, and a lot of moments where you want to jump up and cheer. And it's just a great movie. Yeah. Uh, Gemini Man looks good. Looks good. Dude, it's wild how like how much they can do with like like yeah, special C- effects CGI and stuff, stuff like yeah. that. Because like 
he actually looks 20 years younger, but that's just him, like, playing With another. makeup or something yeah. like that. Also, the fact that, that we have effects where a person can play the two main leads. Yeah. And we're not talking about uh, Double Trouble or wh- what was that? Parent Trap? Yeah, Girl, Parent Trap. When uh, Lindsay Lohan was playing <laughs> yeah. uh, both twins. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, th- I thought for the longest time Lindsay Lohan was a twin. Was I a thought twin. It was a twin. Yeah. And I was thinking, I was like, I was like, I was like, okay. I think Disney Channel has that movie. I was like, Disney, you guys couldn't find like a pair of twins to act in this yeah, movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you guys did That's how I felt. I, there's a new one that's kind of like that. Um, with Vanessa Hudgens mm. um, on Netflix. And yeah. it's the same type of thing. Like, Y'all can't find can't, another person. You can't, <laughs> find a, you can't find a sled of twins that can play the and, role. And can we not just say fraternal twins? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> what's going on here? Yeah. But Gemini Man, I think, is going to be amazing. Um, I'm really excited to watch it, actually. Um, I haven't I haven't really seen as many Will Smith movies as I, I should, but that's going to be one of the – few movies where I'm not a big movie guy, more of a TV show guy, but that's going to be the one that I'm going to look out for. I've heard people say like that's going to be like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air versus I Am Legend Will Smith. <laughs> that's what it seems like. And another thing uh, another thing about um, Will Smith, like you said, Fresh Prince, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, greatest show, one of the greatest shows of all time. Oh I yeah. love it. Will car- Will's character in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air I try to imitate. I try to be him. I try to be, especially with the ladies, especially with, I try to be cool, you know what I mean? I try to get the pickup lines. I try to be funny. I feel like I'm a funny guy, and my pickup lines are on point. So would you say that that's like the black people friends? No. No? No. No. Dude, if you see a white person and they haven't watched friends, they are not accepted into the culture. <laughs> um. No, I think the black, um, black Black people friends would definitely be a different world. Look it up. Oh, never heard that. Uh, Look it up. A different world. A different world. Look it up. That's definitely the black people friends. Except they're in college, they don't drink coffee all day. Like, what is? What are they? What people? No, friends, I'm not saying. I'm not saying like. Again? I'm not saying like it's like friends. I'm saying that like the cultural aspect of every white person has seen friends, and oh, every yeah, yeah, black yeah. person has seen this show. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Not an actual like. Oh, <laughs> black <laughs> friends at a coffee shop. That's not what I'm asking. No, black people don't drink coffee. Really? Not all day, no. Like, no. Friends, people, if you're sitting in the coffee shop drinking all day, why y'all not going to work? <laughs> 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 well, actually, if you watch the show, it's actually not just about the coffee or, like, the coffee shop. Now, that is a big part of it, but it's – it's also about family and friends and, and having a good time. And my thing is, also do they all just like all like married. six of them like sleep with each other? Like, oh, like dude, the love <laughs> triangle, <laughs> like the love sw- web that like was there. I feel like friends should be called swingers because. Um, <laughs> we, dude, but Jennifer Aniston, still bad, bruh. But back then, dude, still bad, dude. I, man, man. Man, <laughs> Jennifer Aniston, bad to the bone. She we were bad. on a break. Pivot. <laughs> Pivot. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but what's that greatest ever? I think his kids are kind of weird, but yeah, I think his kids are kind of weird. Jaden Smith you know. acts like the girl, and Will Smith, Willow Smith, acts like the boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, we have a time's up today, guys. We had a great show, really great show. Um, our pickup line, what did we have a pickup line this week? Man, uh, I had one last week, kind of lost it this week. But Jack, what about your pickup line? No, you're the you're the pickup line master. I can already I already know that you probably didn't rehearse it, but you have at least six, like See, ready, I, locked and loaded. I don't give no, the pickup lines. I just do a little stare. I just so he is staring. Oh, <laughs> he put his head down and he's staring he's up. He stared at her. <laughs> yeah. So no, not staring. Like it's just do like you hit her? Do you hit her with the wink too, or no? Eh, not get the it, wink. Get her with the shimmy. You gotta, you gotta like get her with the stare shimmy. You gotta like flex a little bit, you know. All right. But got one. All right, let's hear it. He has guys. I just want you to know he has a note set up because with at least seven. Because <laughs> when I right think of original <laughs> ones and I want to write them down, so I don't forget them. I put oh, them. In I'm my, so excited. Put them in my notes. Let's see if you can top yourself from a couple weeks ago. 
Okay, you go to her and say, hey, girl, what's up? You give her a little wink. You lick your lips. <laughs> because your lips might be ashy. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me that's not the end. <laughs> and then you be like, dang, girl, you thick as in a Snickers. And Snickers is my favorite candy. You trying to, have me, trying to let me get a bite? No, no, that's not good. That's not good. That's not Snickers good. Snickers? Oh, man. Snickers I'm going to have to come up with. Oh, we're going to have a Bible one next week. A Bible one? Yeah. We're going to have, like. Oh. What? Oh. I was reading numbers the other day and I didn't see yours. And then she would run away. Oh. Oh, yeah. Hey. Uh, All right. No. I wanted to, I wanted right, to help right. your self esteem. But, guys, we'll see you next see week. You next have week. a good week. Buddy, sign them off. What to do, baby? What to do, do, baby? Have a good one. Yeah,